Hey everyone, welcome to the PFF Betting Podcast. I am your host, Kendall Valenzuela. Joined with me as always, PFF Senior Data Scientist, Ben Brown, partner in crime. We are here to break down the college football playoff national championship. We've got Alabama, Georgia. We're also going to touch just a little bit on week 18. um, And we have some words for that. So let's get into it. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's just that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets if they score. You score with promo code PFF this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ben, we always we always review our Sundays, and I, we kind of have to. Um, we had Andrew Erickson on with us uh, to record, and I think you know between you and I, we love Andrew. Uh, we we have to apologize um, for him to our listeners. We we just kind of have to apologize. We gotta we gotta own up to it, and I think that's where right. we have to start. I mean, that's that's basically where we're at, right? I I'm sorry. We we thought it was a good idea. I mean, Andrew brought the heat at least from a analysis perspective, but sometimes you know. People get nervous coming on the show with Kendall and I. It is a tough, you know, mm-hmm. role to fill. And Andrew apparently just did not live up to uh, the expectations. I didn't have the greatest uh, recommendations either mm-hmm. on our podcast yesterday, so I will own a little little bit of it. But I think at least find a couple winners. And of course, your Debo Samuel yeah. call was probably the best one uh, of the slate. So Andrew, uh, we apologize yeah, for we're... you guys because it was just uh, not up to snuff. We're gonna have to reevaluate see if he can come up with something to, uh, you know, maybe. Uh, maybe show us some progress before we really invite it back yeah. here for this. Next yeah, we're Sunday, we're owning up opinion, to it. So. We own up to it. We won't yeah. hide from it. Yeah, I think um, I'm looking through them, and I just don't even want to say them out loud. I mean, Elijah Mitchell under 65 and a half rushing that was, yards. So that one was mine. I that was mine. The whole I volume was with thing. You on I did think one. he was going to be lower. Yeah, that was the lower volume. I thought he was going to be a little bit lower yeah. volume. Obviously, Debo Samuel did get some touches, but basically nobody exactly. else did uh, in that backfield. And of course, overtime as well. I it, think it, he was yeah. sitting like, I, I think he was sitting what, like one yard over basically and then overtime. Yeah. Happened, and then overtime. And you, you kind of knew it was over too. Then when that happened. So then right. we had him Debo did score, which was nice. I don't even want to talk about the Colts. The Colts don't deserve any of our time or attention. I don't know what that was. That was, um, that was awful. I, I think I saw the funniest tweet when someone was like, Two weeks ago, the Colts were, so, were a team that no one wanted to face in the playoffs, and now they're a team that no one gets to see in the playoffs. So that's right, right. It's like, what's going that on? Was, 
What's going on? Yeah, that was painful. That was painful. I do do like a weekly Indianapolis hit, so I was, you know, kind of, not necessarily buying into the Chiefs heavily, or buying into the Colts heavily, but I was like kind of more interested or vested in uh, their season and their outcome than what I would have typically been just because I enjoy kind of doing the radio hit yeah. and those sorts of things with some people from Indianapolis. Uh, so I'm actually going to go through the painful okay. process of writing up uh, a single team feature here. Hopefully that's going to be out on Tuesday morning. Try to try to wrap a bow on what happened with this Indianapolis Colts team in 2021. But uh, So make sure if you do like pain, if you do want to hear a little more about the Colts, uh, I will pour out my soul to that particular piece. But other than that, I can't say anything else. No. Right? It was too disastrous we, and it's too close. Hitting too close to home. Yeah, right we won't. Sure, we we so. promise everyone that we will not talk about the Colts for until July like we're just not even gonna, we're not even right. gonna mention them then our other ones I mean you know tough uh, Jonathan Taylor like we just talked about Michael Carter over 35 and a half um, that was a no Higby under four receptions Marvin Jones under four receptions so we're just gonna bring it up those were the Andrew yeah. that, that was for the Andrew Erickson specials we just gotta cut it off yeah right so now. we Sorry, we apologize so. though we are we are bringing it up and we are just gonna get ahead of that so hopefully you stick with us for this uh, national championship preview so we'll get into that um, we we do have a fun week of playoffs we'll have full podcasts for you guys coming this week too to break those down so that'll be fun but let's talk let's talk Alabama Georgia uh, they're meeting for the second time. We all remember what happened the first time these team, two teams met, which was, I don't know, been basically heartbreak for Georgia, essentially. Right. Um, I mean. Yeah. Rough. They basically were never involved whatsoever, really, yeah. right? I do think Alabama uh, kind of showed up, did exactly what you expected them to do up 24, 17 at halftime, and it just was... It was never. It was never really within reason uh, for Georgia outside of that first quarter. Uh, it did seem like maybe their defense was going to be able to slow them down for at least one quarter, but that did not come. That did not, uh, you know, play out for the rest of the game basically. So I don't know. I am seeing, you know, based on you know some of our PFF betting models, those sorts of things, our output from our projections as well. It does seem like this could be a spot to potentially target uh, some unders. I know we don't mm-hmm. necessarily show a ton of value. Uh, on the game total under 52, I do think uh, it hasn't moved a whole lot either. But I actually, I think it's moved down basically from like 53 and a half down to 52. Okay. I think we had some early value on this. We also had a little bit of value when the spread was at plus three for Alabama. So I expect them to maybe uh, jump out to an early lead. And then we're probably going to see if Stetson Bennett can potentially uh, bring the Georgia Bulldogs back. But I'm expecting a little bit of a lower scoring game, especially as from what we saw in the SEC championship game. And I'm also expecting uh, not as much, you know, offensive showcase on either side of the football. So Cool. Well, before we get into props, I do want to bring up that, so the point spread, and this is from, I was reading this on ESPN. So the point spread for the championship game dropped Friday um, with money showing up on the underdogs, Alabama, and moving the line really across all betting markets. So, like, multiple sports books had... Uh, Alabama plus three Friday afternoon, and then it went, drove back a little bit to plus two and a half. So I think I want to start with your analysis just on the line of the little bit of line movement there and just why Georgia is favored right now over, or just favored in general over Alabama. Yeah, I definitely think it's because people still buy into the defense. Of course, that, you know, wasn't really slowing down Alabama's offense in the SEC title game. So uh, take that with a grain of salt. I think, you know, we were pretty heavily involved with Alabama in that match, both on the spread and money line. That worked out well for us. So getting a much lower spread, I think it was like six and a half, seven in that matchup down to three uh, makes a lot of sense. I have some Alabama plus three, but uh, two and a half is a little bit, obviously, much different not sitting on that key number for Alabama. So we didn't really show 
show a ton of value at that price, but it sounds like at least, you know, some of the bigger betters, influential betters and those sorts of things are all leaning in Alabama's direction. I do think that's probably uh, the only only play that's really available on the game spread okay. uh, right now for sure. So Cool. And what do you th- see this game going like? Like, are you taking Alabama? Are you really, are you thinking Georgia's going to pull this one out? What's your gauge on everything? Yeah, I would say we're probably looking at, I know I say this quite Uh-oh. often, but like a 14, 14 <laughs> to 3 game, Alabama's going to be up kind of at halftime. I do think it's going to be more Brian Robinson Jr. leading uh, the Alabama offense. I do think they're probably going to struggle a little bit uh, throwing the football. So I do like, you know, like Bryce Young under 310, under 314 pass okay. yards. I think that's a really tough hill for him to climb. Uh, we're projecting, I'm projecting him closer to be like 270, okay. 275, uh, sort of in that range. So you are getting a lot of uh, wiggle room on his under passing yards prop. I do think the better number is that FanDuel. DraftKings also has... Uh, an opportunity to bet it as well. So, uh, you know, this is going to definitely be the most robust player prop market that we have for college football. So it's a lot of fun to take advantage of, but that is uh, one that's just showing way too much value here uh, as we kind of head into kickoff. Yeah, I'm looking I'm looking through our props rundown, and I think when you sent these over, this one was my favorite one, at least for me, because in the first game, what Alabama did was they essentially – and I. Anthony Tresh, who is a PFF uh, college analyst, wrote an amazing article. But essentially, they played perfect ball against Georgia, right? right I mean, right. Young, like Bryce Young was his peak talent level was there. Like he didn't have many mistakes. He he had an elite processing ability, and he he made these incredible plays, right? And so I think this game, and where those lines are at right now, is thinking that. Bryce Young is going to replicate the performance that he had against George in the first place. And I think that's going to right. be really tough to do because he didn't he didn't even take a sack and he didn't commit a right. turnover worthy play. I mean, that's perfect for all for our accounts. That's perfect football essentially, and that's right. how and, they I mean, that's how they were that's how they were good. Right. I mean, that's exactly it. Right. He was basically had a perfect game, uh, and you know, obviously threw for four hundred yards and all these other things. You know, by far the best performance against the Georgia defense that uh, we saw so far here in 2021. It was a lot of, you know, not only like the depth of his completion, but also the yards after catch ability. Mm-hmm. No John Mechie in this particular game. Yeah. Now, obviously, that's going to have some sort of impact uh, on the Alabama offense, but I just don't see it being as easy uh, for Alabama as what we saw in the SEC championship game. So I do think playing his under pass yeah. yards prop uh, just makes way too much sense. They're not going to get it both from a depth perspective with where they're actually completing some of those passes, but they're also not going to get it after the catch either. And I do think both of those things were kind of spots that uh, they won. I, I'm looking back and, you know, kind of uh, like the, the, the start of the third quarter, they hit like a 55 yard bomb. Uh, touchdown that was you know kind of broke open the game in a lot of a lot of ways basically and Alabama kind of you know put the final nail in the coffin at that point ran away from them and then it just wasn't a matchup after that so I don't think that Georgia is going to be giving away any sort of big play in the passing game uh, from Alabama's perspective so it's going to be really difficult for Bryce to probably dip and dip and dunk over this really inflated total and in saying that I also think like a guy like Ja'Cory Brooks who's kind of filling in for John Mechie now that he's out. Uh, he's going to have a difficult time at, as well. I do think he probably has maybe the easiest matchup uh, from an Alabama pass-catching okay. perspective going up against, uh, you know, going up against Keely Ringo, mm-hmm. who I think is probably going to see uh, the majority of uh, offensive snaps against him. He was the one that kind of allowed that deep 
Jameis Williams touchdown pass that we talked about a little bit yeah. ago. So I don't think that I don't think that George is going to be all that inclined to leave him in single coverage against Jameis uh, against Jameis Williams. So I feel like we're going to see some one on one battles here. But I just don't think Brooks is really going to is is essentially ready to win that one on one match. But if he does, Alabama's going to have a really easy game in this. Uh, national championship but if he doesn't I think it's going to probably stay here pretty close throughout so. and that kind of matches up with your Bryce Young under as well like like yeah. putting these two together I read in your article you know parlayed together it is a plus 179 payout or price so yeah. I think I think I like both those together because that does go in line with what you think this game is going to look like right definitely I mean yeah if I see if you know Brian Robinson is kind of the the lead back focal point of this offense and one of those first first or second kind of scoring drives if they are kind of you know slowly progressing down the football field 14 to 3 at halftime there's just no way that Bryce Young is going to go over his passing yardage prop there's no wage Corey Brooks is the guy uh for that passing offense as well so I like I like that part of it a little bit okay. I do think if you do it uh, you have to do it on a spot like FanDuel so you are getting a little bit lower of Bryce Young passing yardage number I think it's at 310 at FanDuel 314 at DraftKings but uh, I think given you know the payout on that parlay it's definitely a spot where you can probably eat about four yards worth of uh, opportunity in the passing game and I think you know if if, if it plays out like we expect uh, he's not going to come close to reaching 300 yards anyways. Perfect. So. Well, we are betting against Nick Saban, so this could be another apology yeah, podcast <laughs> come Wednesday of just like, we are so sorry. We bet against Alabama. We'll never do it again. We will never we'll do, do it again. again. We'll never speak his name right. again. Uh, it's just so... Do you ever... In the back of your mind, you have to be thinking like me, like, oh my gosh, we're betting against Nick Saban. Like, you don't think right. they can possibly like- do it again, and then they'll... Go and out I, there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I, and I don't know if it's necessarily betting against them because I do have you know Alabama at plus three. I do oh, still think true. that yep. is the best play. I'm more so saying like I think they might be up early and then they're kind of trying to do this sort of thing where they're salting away the victory in the second half and it kind of comes down to if Stetson Bennett can uh, potentially bring this Georgia offense back. That's kind of how I see okay. uh, the game playing out. I just don't think that you know Bryce Young and the passing offense probably won't have a ton of success. Uh, but I don't really think maybe they're going to need it because I do lean probably toward the under, like, 52 as well. Yeah, so. yeah, and that's kind of that's kind of a great segue into you like James Cook uh, for Georgia to go under his 43-and-a-half receiving yards. So you really do think this is probably going to, like, I can't, did you say a low, lower scoring game for you? Yeah, yeah, lower scoring game. This is, yeah, and this, sorry, who's this rushing yards? I had, type, oh, rushing I had a typo yards, in the me, thing yeah. that I sent you, of course. Yeah, that's my fault. But, yeah, uh, you know, Cook's obviously – Kind of splitting carries with Samir White, maybe getting just a little bit yet less of the usage than what Samir White's mm-hmm. been doing. I think White's kind of the guy, uh, maybe more of the bruising type back. James Cook's going to be the guy mixed in, especially in the past game if George is down. So uh, if you expect, uh, if you expect, you know, Alabama to be up, the kind of like we talked about, maybe this isn't. Uh, the best play to correlate with those other two props but I think it's maybe a decent hedge to kind of say like you know he's going to be involved especially in the past game if George is down if not it's going to be Samir White and he's probably going to finish under anyway so I think just I think the overall usage that he's seen is just a little bit uh his number here is probably just a little bit too high based on that usage so mm-hmm. um, I think probably him to go under rushing yards given the expectation that Georgia probably won't have a ton of opportunities uh, in the rushing game especially in the second half is kind of my projection uh, for this matchup so. so I feel like the underlying like the key theme here kind of like it was in the first game is this Georgia defense 
That is really yeah, what yeah. we're watching out for because in in Anthony Tresh's article too, he pointed out when Georgia when Georgia didn't blitz, uh, Bryce Young completed 17 of 23 passes and three touchdowns um, while recording three big time throws. So you just you can't let him do that again uh, because then it's going to be right, a totally right. different game and it's it's just it's going to be like the first one. Right. Exactly. I mean, that, and I do agree with you. And I do think that you know. That is basically the matchup that Georgia absolutely has to yeah. win. It's a matchup they've won all season long, basically. Can their defense dictate uh, and control the opposing team's offense? They weren't able to do that in their first game against Alabama. I do think that was Alabama's peak performance in a lot of scenarios, kind of their ceiling performance. They have had, you know, obviously the injury to John mm-hmm. Mechie is going to reshape some things for that. So I could see them potentially struggling a little bit, partially to do with Alabama's offense just not being as efficient, maybe not playing as close to that ceiling as they did in the SEC championship game, but then also Georgia having some sort of response, having some sort of ability to uh, probably get off the field and also maybe more so control this Alabama offense. I think at times we're definitely going to see pretty stagnant football here happening. Mm, Okay, got it. See, if you were still in Cincinnati, we could have just driven to the game. We could have just driven. I know. Fun. I know a few people are going. I think. I think Renner's going. I think going Renner's going. He's a like little that, sick so. right now, but I do think he's still going. Little sick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do think he's going. We have. So we have the college football. Uh, we have the college football show. We're going live. Right. We're going live. Or else I brought it up. I was like, you know, I've never lived. You know, Ohio is weird because you can drive so many different places in you know right. shorter spans, like four, five, two hours. And so I was looking, and I was like, "This would be kind of fun to just drive up there." But we have the show, or else I would I would have gone. It, it would have been fun. Right. I mean, you could still maybe go, but yeah, you'd have to probably have to probably leave a little. You might not be able to see, yeah. you know, trash get the butter dumped on. I think that is going to be your responsibility, I right? Think, You're doing the actual I think, I think it's pouring Eric, of that one. Or I think not. it's Eric and I. I don't know. How this, gonna, how this, like, for people that don't know, uh, Anthony Tresh, who's on the, who's the, uh, who we've been talking about, college football analyst, he thinks butter is fake, and I, he, first, however it got to it, he made a bet with Eric Eager, and he lost, and now he has to have butter, butter, warmed butter, dumped warm on, butter. dumped on, lukewarm butter, Ugh, yeah, gross, yeah. gross. I think, I think Eric got the short end of that deal because I don't think there's any way I could actually stomach eating skyline chili yeah uh, or whatever it is you actually want to call it so i could handle some fake butter being poured i mean i think i think i would no, take no fake big butter deal. i think you'd smell I think you'd, you'd probably smell pretty good for the next Ugh. couple of weeks i don't I know your hair is probably so. greasy but eric eric is kind of bad too you're right because he has to eat like 30 dollars worth of skyline and i heard oh is that how and much? i heard skyline yeah. is not an expensive meal so however so much 30 dollars is going to get you at skyline i don't right. know but you guys should all tune in you know this we're just previewing right. it because Check it's, it uh, yeah, it's going to be on Monday, I think around I, 6.30. So I, I think it'll right. be fun. I'm booking action on if Eric Eager throws up on air or not. So if anybody wants action, get in my DMs. I'm definitely willing <laughs> to take, you know... I got one preferred side, but I'm looking for as much action as I can possibly There we go. So hit me up for sure. Degeneracy at its finest is hitting you. The finest, right? Perfect. Well, I need a final score. I really want a final score prediction on you for this one. I mean, I think I think Alabama's going to cover. Okay. I'm going to say I'm going to say 24-21. You know, lower scoring, kind of like we talked about. I do think that's probably where we end up here. Okay. So 45 points total score finishes a touchdown below. Uh, you know, the current game total, uh, and it's just not going to be as much of a you know offensive showcase as I think what people project and what we saw uh, in their first All matchup. Right. So that's what I'm seeing. All right, here. I'm going to take. I'll take Georgia too. I'll do uh, Georgia uh-huh. like 20, I don't know 27. 24 or something. I kind of, I don't know. 
don't know. I'm gonna go against you a yeah. little bit. Uh, yeah, I want Alabama. I want. I don't know if I said that. Yeah. Right. I want Alabama twenty-four, Georgia twenty-one. Yeah, that's, that's why my, I'm like, I'm going against you. So. I'm going to take Georgia. Right, I'll right. go. We'll, we'll do this together. So now one of us will at least be right instead of right. us going together. You can't complain about that. You can't complain. Really? Now it's on you to decide who who's actually going to be exactly, right, exactly. So. Any other uh, wisdom you want to bestow upon us before we go tonight? Not much. Just enjoy. I mean, this It'll is you know, peak college football at its finest yep. for sure. So fun. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. As always, pff.com slash betting. That is where you can get all our betting tools, uh, the props, everything uh, that Ben writes every week. You don't want to miss those. And thank you so much for listening.